Good afternoon, Sunday 18th of October, episode eight. Um, some say we'd never make it. I think we'll say that every week until we get cut off or someone cuts us off. But uh, it's great to be back on again. This one's a little bit of an impromptu chat. Um, we've had a little rest on our music guests for a week or so. Um, we're building that demand. We've had an influx of inquiries, so now it's just trying to schedule them all in. Um, we're very excited to see this week with the AFL Grand Final, um, NRL Grand Final, and obviously the Vixens just played today, so we'll cover a little bit of that off as well. Um, Bathurst has also been another one. The Wallabies have been playing. It's all it's all happening today, so um, let's get into it. Uh, good mate of mine, Mr. Glenn Curran. How are you, Glenn? G'day, Ez. How are you, mate? Big weekend in sport this weekend. If you Very like good. your sport this weekend, you get everything covered, I think, from horse racing to the footy codes, netball. That's right. I, first, I, left, uh, I left racing off there, Caulfield Cup. It's all it's all gone well. Um, yeah. Gone off with a, with a bang, they say. And the Everest up in Sydney as well, the big $7 million race as well, the sprint race. So, yeah, it's big, big weekend in sport. Um, and obviously... Can't hear you, mate. Sorry, mate. A little technical difficulty there. I think we're back. Um, I was just saying, uh, obviously, being a non-betting man, um, there's no doubt you would have uh, just convinced a little someone to just have a, a lazy $1 each way somewhere. Oh, I had a couple of little investments myself yesterday. I did not look... The, the horse I backed yesterday, I'll probably back in the Melbourne Cup, a horse called Finch, trained by Chris Waller, was wide yep. most of the trip and will probably prefer the bigger space at Flemington opposed to Caulfield. Righto. I'm a, uh, I'm a colours man. So what, what colour okay. am I looking for? So it's, I think it's pink and sort of light green, I think, with the colours it wore, or that with the colours it will wear, I should say. Yep, so, yeah. yep. We're... No worries. We're, we're a touch late to get on air, and I had a couple of texts saying, guys, what the hell are you doing? Where are you? So it's good we're building up a bit of uh, bit of love and a bit of demand. And I know Bathurst is in its last four laps, so I'll be waiting for an um, update from Darren, from Darren Cummings when he jumps on. I, I know he loves <laughs> his uh, V8, so we'll, uh, he, can, he can bring us the scoop of who wins. But it's a close one, I believe, very close one. Um, where do you want to start while we're waiting here? Let's let's start with our, our favourite uh, AFL football. Um, interesting week, to say the least, and possibly not what we expected. Let's start with uh, Friday night's game. Look, I think you've got to give credit where credit's due. Richmond dominated the clearances, dominated the stoppages, um, and probably should have won the game by more. But, look, Port managed to scrap and steal and keep it a close contest. Look, and the interesting thing that came out of the, like in the paper and all the sort of different outlets yesterday as a follow-up was um, just about the number of deliberate out-of-bounces that were played, that, that were pl- paid on Friday night. Like, I think yeah. in a game this year, the average is one per game. And I think on Friday night, there were six. Now, look, in, so, in, a game where it's, in a game that's decided by a goal, I'm not saying they weren't there or not there, but that's where it gets, that's where it brings on the wrong focus, if you know what I mean. Sure. So, look, I think um, we always hear in finals that the umpire's given an instruction to put away the whistle. Um, do you think they did that, or do you think they chose the wrong well, moments? Well, <laughs> Look, the, the, the one that I sort of highlighted, and, I, and I, I did mention it myself on Facebook, was there's one where Hamish Hartlett tapped the ball out of bounds, and there was two court players in the vicinity. They got a goal, big momentum swing, and that was sort of the end of the penny section. But the biggest thing in, look, if you watched the game last night, different different interpretation. Now, that's the, that's the danger of a game where you've got three umpires, three different interpretations. Yep. But the the talk I hear now that they're saying they want to bring in where if you punch the ball out of bounds as a defensive punch, they're now saying they want to bring that in as a last touch shot of situation. I don't know whether that's an idea yeah. or not. But my big thing on it is it's got to be consistent. So 
you either pay every single one or you pay none. You can't pick and choose. And, and unfortunately, if you speak to most supporters, regardless of where their football allegiance or alignment is, that's the biggest conjecture in football is the different interpretations of different rules. And it's the only game I know, like I know you love your American sports, my, my boys love the basketball and the, I'll sit up and watch the Premier League soccer tonight. If I can't think of another sport where week to week the rules are changed, or there's a a rule focus on a weekly on a on a, on a daily basis sometimes, or a game to game basis. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, our favourite Razor Ray didn't get a didn't get a start for the final series. He got told to head up to the bush and have a little holiday, or maybe he didn't. He got told to quarantine back in his hotel for five more days. Um, but. It's interesting to, to, I think, someone that's a icon of the game. Look, it's very hard to always pick out, you know, half a dozen odd guys that are going to umpire the rest of the series. But um, did he did he do such a bad job, in your opinion? You want your best people on the park as a player, spectator, whatever. So yep. yes, he talks a lot, but he's a good umpire. So you want your best when you're playing at the pinnacle end of the year. You want your best people being able to perform. Yeah, absolutely. I agree so, with that. Um, no disrespect to the blokes who umpired the two games on the weekend, but you need your best umpires like you need your best players available. Yep. So, like if someone says, yeah, I've got a horse in the Melbourne Cup, do you want the first-year apprentice on it or do you want the bloke who's been driving or riding for 20 years? It's a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yep. So, just on the Tigers, um, obviously... A great pick from the weekend that shows, obviously, uh, trials and tribulations, uh, the, the massive high and the massive low. Um, obviously, yeah, the Richmond players, Richmond players ending up a goal, finishing you know, with a goal. Some would say uh, errant kicking, possibly. So 6'10", uh, to 6'4", and then a, I wouldn't say devastation, but fair to say exhaustion on uh, Ebert's face, um, who sadly will... Uh, bow out of the game now and, and look he's been a warrior of the game no doubt so he's suffered a, suffered a severe well, some say severe but probably a, another multiple concussion um, that he's had so you can only wish him the best after uh, life after footy and what an amazing servant of the game a bloke who's got everything out of himself Just yeah absolutely someone who really recognises the honour that it is to play football at the highest level yep yeah he was uh, he was super what, Worked his butt off to get there and would have got a lot of concessions with his name, like from his father's name and whatever, but didn't, yes, that probably opened initial doors, but definitely forged a career on his own, in his own right. And yeah, a, and definitely. A, and a illustrious career at that. Yep, absolutely. Um, so from there, you know, we believe, uh, well, I, I did, we didn't know that Dusty, Dusty was given the best on. Um, yeah. Fair to say that was a surprise for me. I didn't think he had a, that big an impact on the game personally. I, he warmed into the game, um, but I think he was held pretty well early. Yeah, look, it, it's funny, isn't it? The whole a whole best run ground. I was, t- I was talking this to a couple of other mates, a couple of other footy heads, another week about the whole best run ground scenario. To me, you've got to look over the four quarters of the game. Yes, you can have your impact players and dusty by all means. Is, it's definitely one of those blokes. However, if you looked at the game on Friday night, Toby Nankervis's influence on the game for the four quarters of the game, he gave them silver service. Yep. And and for yeah, it all reason, starts. We we talk about that. You know, it all starts with that big man, uh, no yep. doubt. And and fair to say that the big man's been, um, you know, a little bit distant in some teams for the for this season, and and it's definitely cost them. Uh, Grundy's obviously one that's really struggled for Collingwood this year. Yeah, and the, especially in the latter half of the year, they probably need him to stand up when they were one pushing for finals and then obviously making finals. And look, the thing with Friday night's game, if you look at the input or the so the output, for want of a better word, of say Lysette and Nankervis, not only did Nankervis give these blokes the silver service with first first use of the footy. But he also got about I think ten or eleven tackles as well. Yep. Which that's as a ruckman, that's that's almost making him another on baller. Like I know he's an on baller, but an on baller with impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Anything else really from the from the Richmond game? I suppose at the end of the day, was it a surprise? I was a little surprised to be honest that Port couldn't get it couldn't get it done. Um, really sad to see for some. In in my opinion, that was Port's little window, their best opportunity final at home. Um, you know, super momentum coming into the year. Uh, they they had a great year, no doubt. Um, it just relied on a couple of players, and and it doesn't. It just shows, doesn't it? You, you don't have to be far off uh, to miss. Um, and the Tigers just know how to get it done when it comes close. Oh, sure, they are. They are. They are the masters. And as as I heard on one of the commentators on the footy last night said, coaches, opposition players, they know what they do, but it's knowing what to do on what they do, if that makes sense. So, so everyone knows how they play their game, their style of play. But then their amazing ability to 90% of the time to get that working right, that then lays the seeds of doubt in the opposition's mind. Yep. And I think I think that's what I think that's what Richmond do a bit to size. And I think I think that happened a bit last night as well. I think Geelong at stages in the game last night, intimidated Brisbane. And I think Brisbane, well, it was latest in the, in the third quarter and early, even early in the last. Brisbane kicked goals, but then they kicked points. from. They kicked, I think Kip put a shot for goal, another guy a shot for goal. 30 metres out. You just got to kick them. And that's yep. that's an issue. That is a big issue up there. Yep, yep. Um just before we jump into the next game, obviously breaking news, breaking news. We we survived the safety safety car with four laps to go, and oh, Darren nice. Cummings uh, has given us a scoop there that uh, Bathurst is over. Um, Van Gisberg was uh, super, um, and Waters couldn't get it done in the end. Uh, Finch started on pole and just couldn't get it done. And one of my favourites, Chaz Mostert, uh, finished third. So fantastic result. Um, it was actually good to see. Well, when you say good to see, um, Lowndes and Wind Cup smashed out early, um, which is a little bit sad um, for some Holden fans. Uh, sad to see that's the end of Holden, sadly, in the, in the sport for now. Um, yep. Well, at the moment, we call that for now because you just never, never know. But I think that's it. They're done. Um, so that's sad to see and such an icon uh, of the sport um, as a manufacturer now take, go out of the, out of the uh, race, sadly. So it'll be sad for V8 Supercar fans, no doubt. Um, mm. Have you ever been a race fan at all, Glenn? Your cars, oh, look, cars, your buzz at all? It's an amazing thing because it's a very, it's, it's a, it's especially Bathurst and, and the other endurance races I do, like the ones in the one Adelaide. Um, it's it, the thing I find I find funny about it is how often the blokes who either start on pole or high up on the on the grid often maintain that for the duration of the race, even though it's quite a lengthy race. Like you'd think. You think blokes off the back, you think there's plenty of time, but I think the biggest thing that I, I suppose, admire about the whole Bathurst situation is how blokes and the teams off the field, just the just the minute down to the minute detail, the coordination, just what what it actually takes to go through the 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 length of the race, the eighty laps of the of the of Mount Panorama. And, and yeah, well, incredibly and, in this case, you know, um, over well over 100 and whatever, 100, 100 odd laps, roughly. Yeah. Um, to be able to do that with four plus hours, come down to the last lap, effectively. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's incredible. It just shows you how talented not only these guys are, but how close these teams are to be able to tune these cars within an inch of their lives to be to end up so close in the end. And at the end of the day, uh, it comes down to a lot of luck in the end, um, no oh, doubt. And, cool. and and milliseconds mean everything um, in the yeah, final yeah. result, and and it looks like the the weather didn't have an impact uh, like it normally does. It normally uh, we get four seasons in a day up there as well. I did hear earlier in the week that they were contemplating, or they did start it earlier, as they because they thought yeah the they pulled may, it pulled it half an hour earlier. Yeah. May may have been a factor because as you know it has it has been a factor over in the history of the race and it's one of those sports where it shows you and it's a it's a real um reminder of that iconic comment about working as a team and your team is only as good as your weakest link like yep. if you watch the the pit crews when they 
have the pit stops and whatever and the changes and, and, and the just everything's down to the minute second of bang, in, out, and everyone, and it's, like as a, as a, as a footy coach myself, you, you watch that and it's a classic, classic case of knowing your role, playing your role. Car comes in, tyre man, do your stuff. Fuel man, do your stuff. Driver in, driver out, bang, 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 30 seconds, gone. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. Darren just posted a comment here that, you know, not only did Holden bow out today, um, but right on the on effectively on the almost the last lap there, um, Van Gisbergen's done a done a best lap, uh, fastest lap. So that's a super way and won the race. So he was absolutely on fire. Absolute tribute to Holden. Um, absolute icons of the sport always have been. Uh, sad to see him go, um, but they've bowed out a winner. So great to see. Um, yeah, which is good. Good send off. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, it was sad to see only a couple of thousand fans be able to witness that. Um, would have been great to be able to open that place up, and you would have thought over so many acres that, of that property that we could have we could have jammed a few more thousand fans in. So, um, look, they got the race away. It means a lot to V8 Supercar fans. Um, hopefully, uh, people got to turn the barbecue on and and have a party for one or two on the couch instead. Sadly, this year. Hopefully, yeah, it makes for a bigger, bigger, bigger one next year. I think that's a. I think that's a. That's the, the the case a lot of people with a lot of their sporting events or or even just life events that they've missed out on this year that didn't get it away this year. Whether it's well, I know from a from a personal point of view, I didn't get a fiftieth. So then one next year, hopefully a bit bigger, and you get a chance to sort of do the things that for whatever reason, obviously the pandemic happening as it has, and still is. Was that you didn't go a, to a fiftieth, or was that was that you didn't go to a fiftieth, or you didn't get a fiftieth? Didn't have a fiftieth, mate. No, that's all right. You get to uh, you get to have an. They don't count, so you're not really fifty. Oh, you're on pause. I feel it. You're on pause. Believe me, I feel it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, what's well, interesting? I think everyone's. It's a bit of a dog's dog's dilemma. This one we're aging in seven years at a time at the moment with uh, during this COVID period. So yeah, it is. Um, we uh, we move to the next AFL game that uh, was Saturday night. Uh, what did you think? Bit of a, in my opinion, bit of a fizzer. Yeah, look, as I said to Jody last night when we were sort of watching, especially towards the end of the game, I, I, I don't think the margin was a true indication of the game. I think, obviously, Geelong were clinical in the way they went about their, their work and what they did, they did very well. And if you speak to anybody who coaches in any type of, type of sport, it's doing the average things well most of the time. That's the, that's the situation. That's what reaps the greater benefit. Now, if you look at, at stages during the game last night, Brisbane just couldn't kick straight. And I, and I think at times, even as Hodgie said, they got in this, look, I don't know whether it was a nervous energy thing, but they got in their own way. At times, their disposal, their touch wasn't quite as good as it could have been. Where Geelong were clinical. Look, I wouldn't have thought you would, you watch that game and think, oh, what an amazing performance by Geelong. That was just fruit, um, faultless and flawless. And how, how good does that look? More to the point of, okay, let's just do, we know what our strengths are, let's just do our good things good. Let's just do the good, let's just know what we know and do that well. Yeah, look, there's, there was a bit of a chat around uh, some def, some wrong matchups. Um, I, I heard some conversations in relation to that. Did you notice any as a yeah, as an yeah, ex-coach slash current coach now? Yeah, look, I, I think, I, I think, the blood going down, I think another thing we can discuss afterwards, missing with the way that the bye before the finals. So Brisbane and Port both didn't play games. They played one game in four weeks. Now, Brisbane played a practice match the other night to get a bit of touch, and one of their sort of key players got injured, Darcy Gardner. Now, he wasn't able to play last night. Um, Cam... Alice Yeoman came in and probably struggled a bit and they probably yep. struggled to find I suppose the appropriate matchup for him and as a result that probably put them on the back foot a little bit well I think at times last night like Hipwood was good but if you look at a lot of pressure suppose, on the kid wasn't there a lot of pressure to perform but you but that's Look, I think I think my, game, my, my opinion is, 
absolutely. My opinion is you got there, you got to be ready. You got to be ready on that yeah. second last exactly. day. Now, where you look, let's let's put into perspective where Richmond came from. Um, sorry, um, Brisbane came from. Obviously, Brisbane's another story. Um, but where Brisbane came from, they they missed the finals last year, but got close. You know, they were they were they were there. They were close. Then this year, they made the final. Okay, they they got very close. They moved in and did well. Um, so maybe maybe they got one more one more learn to get, learning to take from that and see if they can pull it off next year. Um, I don't think they are ready for the big dance. Look, Chris Fagan spoke well, speaks amazingly well and a very um, level man and speaks very wisely. He made a good point. Geelong, look at look at their opponents last night. Geelong lost about eight preliminary finals in a row. Yeah. Oh, their, their record. Look, hats off to Geelong. Their their record's incredible, yeah. isn't it? As far as yeah. getting to the finals. Yeah, and, and you look, and as Chris got said last night, you've got to get to a final is an achievement in itself. To win one, it's next level. Elimination final, qualifying, semi, prelim, obviously pinnacle being the grand final. But you've got to be able to step up each occasion. Parking those thoughts for a minute, going back to Eric Hip, Hipwood, I, I look at him now. So Joe Danaher's coming there next year. How does he take that Hipwood? Mate, we rate you. We think you're the future of the club, but we've gone with the insurance policy. Yeah, true. Um, look, I, I think, as usual, there's a lot of pressure on a young kid to be there, and, and it's very hard to be a young kid for, to perform as a such a key forward. Um, and they take a bit of time. They're like a ruckman. Uh, you don't just... They're not just electric, and they don't just take a game every week. Um, and he's no. been really good in patches. And as as of some of the other Brisbane Lion kids, geez, they've been good. Um, but the pressure was on Neil for one more one more effort to drag him over the line. And obviously, uh, he did his best, mate. But I I think he was a bit de- defensive, to be honest, during that game. Look, I thought he was pretty amazing last night, Neil. The bloke that I thought, look, as a impartial supporter. The guy that I was most disappointed in last night was Charlie Cameron. I, I thought yeah, but in, it's, how much impact is yeah, he really yeah, going to yeah. have? Like he's, he's at best he's going to be patchy, isn't he? He's not going to be on but, all the time. But, but, but even at best, I, and I think I think that's where you've got to get that connection right between your mid to your forwards and the cohesion and adhesiveness as to how you work together. At times, they're kicking the ball to him and he's one on three. And then a lot of times last night, I know he plays that often high half forward or he's deep by himself in the forward line. But the old trying to sneak out the back, mate, just present to the footy. Just present to the footy or as a small forward, get to the feet of the tools. Don't... I know what you're capable of, but big stage... I thought last night, for, for for various reasons, both him and Hipwood were, were poor. Yeah, well, we, we've discussed it before that the, the big man just needs to, if he's not crunching crunching and taking marks, he just needs to crunch packs. And that, that definitely would have brought Cameron into the game. Um, so sadly, uh, that didn't happen. As a tall forward, you can play a game if we not have a touch, but if you're crunching packs, putting pressure on offsides as you're the ball out, that's all you have to do. Give, Absolutely. Give, feed, feed, feed the feed the birds the bread. Give give the small forwards some little snacks to eat on every now and then, and let them a chance to get in, involved in the game. And I think, I think that's if you look at the game, you pick up the paper today. If you didn't watch the game, you think, oh, forty points, Geelong must have dominated. But I don't think they did. As as Fagan said last night in his um press conference, there was times in the game where Brisbane had the game on their terms. But it's that last link in the chain, whether it's a disposal, like a, a, an efficient disposal, or a shot on goal. And that's that's what hurt yep. them. And and it's yep. an amazing thing, whether it's the best side of the team, best side in the comp or the worst side, scoreboard pressure is an amazing thing. And and you think so last night when they've moves us to the to the big game, the big dance. Big one. Next Saturday dance. night. Um, it will be. It will be a, a ripper, that's for sure. Um, not only will it be a ripper, it's a chance for uh, these two great men to go against each other. And Dusty, been there before, done it twice, ready to do it again. Uh, and Danger, 
desperate to get one done before he. And, I, and by no means, I think he's his danger done. I think he's got a couple of good years left in him. But there's right now's their window, isn't it? Um, no doubt. And the great part is, is obviously the first All Victorian Grand Final since 2011, which is a great stat um, given the. Our our pressures we've had in Victoria, so it's a, it's a really good response for Victoria. Yeah, correct, correct. So um, it's it's going to be a battle, that's for sure. Uh, look, can't wait, can't wait for it to be honest. Look, it should, look, it should be a good, look. I I'm thinking Geelong have almost steeled themselves for this year as as a, as a way as a. It would ne- this would never be said, but I think as a send-off for Ablett and for the service he's given one their club, but also the greater f- football community, I think they're really stealing themselves for this one. Look, Richmond are a great side, scores on the board there. But I, I watched that game the other night, and I watched Saturday night's game as well, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't go chinks in the armour with Richmond, but I, I, I don't think Richmond hold the same sort of fear and intimidation that they did, say, 12 months ago? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you might be right. But it's a, it is a different, a different season. The, the crowd's not going to have as much impact this time. And then I know, though, in saying that, you always find Richmond supporters at any ground. So they're going to they're sneak yeah. as many tickets in as they can, um, no doubt. But, um, you know, Rusty, Rusty, our good, good mate Rusty Brown, makes a good point here that, you know, Footscray proved it 2016. Um, you need four good weeks of footy there. So, you know, it can definitely be done, um, no doubt. And also, you know, a really good point that um, what Geelong's going to do or has done or about to do, um, it is a different year. It's very different. Yep. Um, everything's different about it. So uh, home ground advantage just doesn't matter now. We're playing on neutral turf. Um, fair to say, you know, both of these teams are pretty good on the Gabba. So, um, it's also a night grand, well, twilight slash night grand final, something different, very much so. So um, we've talked about the Jew. They've talked about that as a factor uh, in the last couple of months. Everyone's forgotten about that conversation for the moment. But will the Jew return and will it be part of the game or will it just be the excuse at the end? Well, just deal with it. Sorry, <laughs> the Jew. It's- It'd be, like, it'd be like people playing AFL footy complaining about the rain. It's a winter sport. Just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, same for Man, both teams, no doubt. Same night game, you get you. Tuck it up, Princess. Yep. Yep. So uh, on the big on the big dance, who's your tip? I think the Cats. Why the Cats? What's that? Why the Cats? Why the Cats? I think if you look at the, I think, look, Jack Rewell is, has been, is and has been a great player, but I think he has struggled at times this year. And I don't think Tom Lynch's output, I think if Hawkins can get hold of Grimes and Gary Rowan can play a bit part, look, I, I think Geelong, are, and the other thing that Geelong have got up their sleeve is, They've got the luxury of they can play dangerous forward all game. Yep. I think Dusty, I don't think Richmond are there on boards are that good that they can afford Dusty to play forward all game. Like I think yeah, the good part about Dusty is is you you know as well as I do, you can put Dusty anywhere and he's gonna have an impact. Oh, so. oh I know. Whether he's, think- whether he's taking a player out or whether he's just got to do his little five-minute hit uh, to, to cool down an area on the ground. But um, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I, I really think um, Geelong uh, were going to be good enough. This was five, four or five weeks ago. I, I made that call that I thought it was Geelong's. Um, I'm still confident on that, but you just don't know, do you? The boys have been there. Um, yeah. This is this is what four out of... Four out of five, um, or three out, yeah, four out of five three, finals. Three, um, three, three out of four. Three, three, out, of three four out of four. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Um, three out of four. Now, they, you know, and they didn't, and they, you know, some would say that they should have got closer on that one they missed. So, um, 
they were they were pretty dirty, and it definitely gave them gave them some big momentum to get going. So this is their opportunity right now to to really seal this deal. It's a back to back effort, and these don't come up very often. So there's there's definitely some plenty of plenty of power. They they want to be up there and be proven that uh, that they're as good as the Hawthorns of, of the past and Brisbane for that matter. But I, I look back on some footage um, sent to me the other day by some mad Tigers fans about Richmond's plan and where they expected to be come 2020. And it was a massive Brendan. call years ago, but Brennan Gale came out and said they'll they'll uh, they'll win premierships. I'm not sure if he said three, but he did say how many or a few premierships by 2020. And I think I do think he did say three. So um, you know this is the third and. It'll be an absolute incredible effort if they've if they've been able to pull this off. Oh, for sure. They were they were pretty average when he made that call. They were they were in serious debt. Um, they were tanking. They were turning over coaches left, right, and centre. Um, what a period that Hardwick's um, been able to bring bring in. And what do you think that Hardwick's biggest strength is as a coach? Oh, I think he, he I think he understands his playing list pretty well. That's probably his greatest strength and and asset. Knowing knowing what makes his players tick, I suppose, is very important. Now that's think, obviously a head coach. A head coach. It's important yeah. to have those, and and it's more like a head coach these days. You're not the the sole yeah. coach. So, what's he had? He's had good people around him. Um, he's had good structure from a board level. He's had he's had surety. He's had all those well, things that he knows. He's he's the knife wasn't in his back early. He got given time to build this team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how long he, he can keep this legacy going. Well, the interesting thing is, I think when they had that talk back with Brendan Gale, then I think he was told ship up and or shape up, sorry, and they shipped out a lot of the assistants, and he got a new team on board. And I think Choco Williams got involved, Brendan Lake, Carousella, and others, and I think. Like anything, any any smart person in business or life or sport surrounds themselves with good people, and I think he did that, and that helped the situation. Obviously, he can coach; he's a good coach himself. I think the thing with him now, and I was talking about this to the good lady wife last last night as well, is, and I'm I'm not a, I don't like it, but you need to have it a bit as well. There's an air of arrogance about Richmond now as well too, that they actually believe they're. They're as good as what they. I suppose the proof of the pudding's in the eating, isn't it? That they actually. Yeah, well, there's no good. doubt. There's no doubt. You got to have belief. You know, they've won yeah. two. Um, why wouldn't you believe? And why shouldn't it be them? Someone's got to win this one. They talk about this is the one you don't want to win, um, yeah. but some would say this has been the toughest struggle for any team to keep going and and get there. And, and when you're there, I, I I'd take it as a Melbourne supporter. I'd take this premiership every day of the What's week. It? So. Um, and at the end of the day, no one, no one's going to really remember on that uh, on that list of premierships that this was the year. Um, well, some may remember, but I hope this is a year we all want to forget. But I wouldn't forget if I won the premiership, that's for sure. So you can't you can't deny them. Um, you'll take it, no doubt. Um, it's going to be interesting. That's fair to say the least. It'll be great. It'll be a great game. Um, what about? T- Changing coach for a second. What about your other love? What are they going to do next week? Yeah, well, let's uh, let's touch on them. Obviously, the mighty Melbourne Storm. We're in was the title. Um, I look super proud of the boys, to be honest. Uh, Cameron Smith got the chair off, which is very interesting how that happened uh, um, after the game, and everyone ran together and cheered him off, and it was a big celebration, big press press conference, everything. So uh, here's a kind of a wider shot of what that was, and. is that a week too early? Um, Is that... Well, it's interesting because I got a few messages about it, and, and interesting, you know, what do you think? And was it too early? Have they have they uh, have they made the call? What's he done? Obviously, he's he's not um, releasing anything. I don't think he's done personally. Um, he may be done at the storm. So the question is: Is it could it be his last game there? Absolutely. Was it a bit of a um, Deferring tactic, yeah, possibly. Um, let's divert a bit of attention. Um, but look, there's no doubt he's an absolute icon, champion of the game, possibly the best we've seen. Um, I know we've said that a few times over over players in the last kind of couple of years because there've been some absolute 
superstars retire uh, in this bracket, and it happens every year in the AFL. Um, but there's no doubt they're up against, um, you know, the the best best team of the year outside of the Storm, uh, the Panthers. Um, look, they they weren't convincing against the Rabbitohs, but geez, they got some good kids, and and I, I think an absolute um, beauty is going to be the son, the son and father combination. I, I think that's so awesome to see uh, in rugby, and we don't see it enough. And I, I can't remember the the last sport that's been able to really do that. So I think it's going to be uh, uncaptain though. I uh, I don't think he's captain from, no, from quick memory, but um, yeah, absolutely. And geez, a chip off the old block, like he's a dead ringer, isn't he? So there's no doubting, uh, no I doubting who he looks like. The so. last situation for that would have been Lindsay and Andrew Gaze, I suppose. Yeah, possibly. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can't think of another one quickly straight away. So I know we've got a few buffs on here that um, that uh, know this, and and Rusty's obviously giving me a little jab that Nab would take Melbourne would take a Nab Cup win. Um, I'll be perfectly honest, harsh, saying, uh, harsh. Nab, True, just harsh. remember, just remember, Rusty, Nab, uh, Melbourne's the reigning AFL X premiers, so um, the one and only, fair to say. So uh, you never know uh, when that t- when that comp will be back. Who knows? That could be the new preseason. I don't think so, but um, you never know. So um, I know I'm putting you to sleep, Glenn. Uh, no, no, but, uh, I've got out of bed about one o'clock today too, a bit later. So. Had a pretty tough day. Really. You've had, a, you've had a, a bit of a snowball uh, couple of weeks, but especially uh, the last couple of days is uh, is wearing wearing on you, mate. So, um, look, I, I can't wait for the NRL Grand Final Sunday Sunday night. It's Who goes sadly. Look, I I actually think the Storm are the favourite, but I actually think it's the Panthers to lose. It was very similar to how where we were with Port Adelaide in, in discussions last week, and. Um, yeah. Oh, look, I, I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think it's going to be a runaway here, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But just just touching back on the AFL, a very interesting uh, photo and story I saw during the week that's copped a, copped a heap of negative press, which I don't think the AFL were, were thinking that was going to happen. But take a piece of the G on the road and put it in the goal square at the Gabba. I mean, honestly, well, what it, was the thought it, process there? In terms of what's going on in the world, Spending money on that, it just doesn't look. You've got to give plaudits to the AFL to get the season up, understanding what's going on with the pandemic and getting players in the hubs and all that sort of stuff and tick, 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 all that. But then to go and do something like that, it's the same when they made that announcement with the golf course background. It's just like getting the gun and shooting yourselves in the foot. It just doesn't help their cause. It just, look, staunchly proud Victorian. I'd love the grand final to be here. It's gone to the Gabba. You don't need to take a piece of MCG up there. Let's just this year's been played the Gabba. We can try a few different things. We're trying a Twilight Grand Final. We're doing this, doing that. To spend a fair bit of cash, a fair bit of coin on that, it doesn't do the AFL any good publicity. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it was a bad call. It was, a, it was a, the the idea is beautiful in theory, but I think we could have found some grass up there in Queensland to uh, decide that we're look. There's no doubt the Gabba's really hung on though, hasn't it? Jeez, it's been good. Um, look, and the look, service, you, I, I think, still great. Credit to the Gabba curator. He's obviously done done his homework, and and them, but also to um, to Metricon as well. Had a lot of traffic on yeah. those grounds, both those grounds during this year. So. So credit to those to those people responsible for looking after them and maintaining them. Absolutely, and look, no doubt we have to take a hat off to the AFL in general. I mean, it's been a super effort to to pull this hub environment together. There's sports around the world that are looking back at this and thinking, how the hell have they pulled this off? Um, yeah, it's gone pear shaped over in um, in America at the moment with the NFL. Um, they can't get it together. They've they got issues all over the place. The NHL with your hockey. They were able to pull it off, but they only used two satellite venues, so that worked. That did work. Um, so, and they only did it for a final series. So, um, it's it's going to be interesting. So, let's let's just cover quickly uh, one of my other loves, mate. And I'm not sure you're a you're a big netball fan, mate, but I can tell you, I, I've I've found a real love for this uh, 
this sport over the last couple of years, and I know, but known a few girls that have gone through and played high level netball. But um, did they? It's sorry, man. Did they win the Vixens? Well, look, let's let's uh, let's go with this, <laughs> this photo first. Little little bit of publicity to build it up, and um, nice. look, it was great great to see that. Uh, Kate Maloney's a superstar of the game, and and good to see up there and a uh, fellow Victorian, so representing Victoria, and uh, the Vixens got away with one. Um, they got the job done in the end, and it was a fantastic game, to be perfectly honest. And and I'm nice. the first one to back back these girls. Um, and Kumwenda, who who was a superstar of the game, she's she's taken out uh, player of the match. So it was uh, it was a super game. Uh, I recommend uh, everyone checks it out. Netball and netball next year. It's it's not the netball of old, mate. I will tell you what, those girls. Oh, it's far, when you, yeah, it's when far, you talk about far. when you talk about a non-contact sport, I totally disagree, mate. They hit harder than anyone else. Uh, you just get called the whistle as soon as you touch them. But geez, they don't they don't uh, they don't die wondering, mate. That's for sure. I think they're being fantastic. So I really look forward to the the diamonds um, Australian diamonds series coming up when they get they get to play play in other parts of the world again very soon. But ours, our netball league in Australia, our national league, has been fantastic for de- for developing world netball. Um, it's made the Australians, obviously we've been great for years, so have New Zealand, but it's made South Africa, England, um, Jamaica, all those kind of countries really come on because some of those girls have come and played in our league. So I think it's absolutely super. And Saitel uh, is very quick to throw a little jab into me, penalty pass or shot. She knows... She knows I, I love imitating the referees um, with the old penalty pass or shot. So um, it's, maybe it's very funny can, to... Maybe Saitel can come on as a netball expert. Yeah, well, we'll, we might have to go on the recruiting for a, for a netball expert for next year because I'd like to include a little bit of net, netty, they say, into our segment. So two, uh, two greats of the game, Tegan Phil, Phillip um, and Caitlin Bassett. Sorry, not Caitlin Bassett. My apologies. Caitlin, I've just had a... Blank mental blank of her name, so apologies for that. Um, Caitlin Thwaites uh, have retired, gone out with a bang, um, gone out with a premiership, so that's fantastic to see. Uh, very much so. So the other thing that happened today, um, the Wallabies, uh, big opportunity they had in over in there in Eden Park, our first chance to really knock off um, the All Blacks after a uh, draw in the the week before um and sadly we just couldn't get it done so um look they're just too good over there they're just too strong um 27-7 was the final result and they are absolute machines the all blacks they're just i'm not sure if the haka is is a little bit too intimidating still but we just can't seem to get it done when we get over there. So it wasn't a crowd thing over there. And the, boy, the, mind you, the crowd was packed over there. So New Zealand's uh, hat off to New Zealand with uh, everything they've done in relation to this COVID environment, being able to yep. uh, keep all that going. They've been super. So hats off to the All Blacks. Aussies go back with a tail between their legs again. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure, in the next... Uh, Next world and, and Saitel's giving me a bit of credit of thinking I know more than her on netball. So I think I know a couple of the players. Uh, your face on the thing, Saitel. You're better than that. Yeah, we can we can find a netball um, spokesperson, that's for sure. Um, we'd love to get someone on and have a chat about netball. Uh, I watched, uh, watched that game with delight and fantastic to see the Victorians bring one home. So hopefully the next Victorian team to bring one home, um, well, we're guaranteed that because it's going to be Richmond or... Richmond or Geelong coming up next, but then obviously the mighty Melbourne Storm on the Melbourne Sunday Storm. in order of how, how they're going to roll. So let's hope we can uh, we can pull a bit of a three-peat there across the three sports. Be uh, be super given the lockdown, bit of love for the fans. Um, so the Vangersburg won the won Bathurst. Very Van elegant won the Gisberg, World yep. Cup. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of the horse that won the Everest. Um so going into uh, going into the big one, I know we're a few weeks away, and we'll probably have a little lead up in relation to the big big one. But have have you found one that's that's your little smoky? The Melbourne the, Cup for the cup, yeah. Oh look, I like Finch. I, I backed it yesterday, so look, I'll probably follow it. Um, yep. But look, it's look, it's a it's a handicap race, so it's over two k. Anything can go. Anything can happen. 
yeah. the fact that yeah. international horses come out to compete in it. It's like Vow and Declare was an Australian horse that won it last year, which is fantastic. But it's it, it's, a, it's a race that's targeted by overseas trainers and owners now, which is good for the sport. There's probably more international horses in it than there is local horses, which I look. I don't think that's a bad thing. Obviously, this year with it'll be a pretty amazing thing to watch the Cup Carnival this weekend, and it's it's a bit it's sad in a way for Channel Ten who have got it back this year, but without crowds, I'm a bit interested to sort of see how they do that, so to speak. Um, yep. Like, so they won't be able to have your, I suppose, your social gatherings. In interviews that you normally have, so that'll be interesting to see what they do there. Because look, Channel Seven they've done it for a while and done it pretty well, so we'll wait and see what what Ten can bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the, to finish off the weekend. Obviously, we've got a big one tonight. Um, yep. The uh, AFL Brownlow. Uh, who's your who's your who's your certainty if there is one? Who finished, who's your certainty for your top three? Give me that one. Uh, Who ends up I've, definitely in the top three? Neil, Petrarca, Boak. Okay, well I'm pretty close to you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut and a, and a hope more than anything uh, with Petrarca to win it and take it off Neil um, with Nick Nat to finish third. So it's gonna be. I reckon it's going to be an interesting one. Cam Guthrie, I reckon, is going to be close. There's going to be some players. Boke's definitely going to be up there. It's it's going to be very close, I reckon. Um, well, look, the only thing I think that will kill Petrarca is they didn't win enough games. Yep. But even in games that yep. you weren't great, he played well. So, look, it'll be great to see him win it. But, it, look, look, I think... Based on their year, number of games they won, number of disposals that he gets. And look, I know he gets a lot, but he used it pretty well. That's why I think Neil should win it and deserves to win it. But yep. as you know. Um, what about, obviously, uh, Richmond and Geelong in the in the final? Normally yep. um, normally that means in that kind of year that there's someone very close in the Brownlow. Um, hasn't always been the case, but they're normally up there and very pretty close. Who's your, uh, who's your Smokey from the Tigers? Yeah, well, I can't think of anyone from the Tigers. I know Dusty's had some good games, but I can't think of anyone from the Tigers who stood out from a Burnley medal point of view. I think Geelong, I think what you said with Guthrie is a good one. And the other bloke I think from Geelong who might play well is Menangola. Yep, sure. Now, Look, so I, I think it's I think these two clubs have had such an even spread that I actually think this year one of them won't finish kind of top three. But I reckon and that's what happens. Dangerfield. Dangerfield will be up there. He'll be close, and I'd really, I'd love to see him go close. Um, but you know, I don't think it's uh, it's one of their teams' year. I think they're they're going to be rewarded with one of them getting a premiership this year, which is I think is going to be enough. But look, Travis Boak, I'd love to see him win one. Um, let's let's throw the Adelaide Crow, um, sorry Port Port Adelaide something for the, for the Adelaide teams this year, given what they did for the for the hub environment this year. Um, yep. Do you reckon uh, Do you reckon Port are good enough to come back and? Have a real crack again next year, or is that was that their little window closed? Look, I suppose the good thing with Port is the the list they've got. The majority of their list is still pretty young. Um, like blokes like Dersma, Rosie, um, Butters, they were fantastic at various stages over the final series and during the year. And really stood up at times. Um, obviously, Bokey's probably got one more in him, but then you've got to look at then you've got you look at your own Ollie Wines is still relatively young, I think, and sort of other young players in the list. Um, so look, though, and I think from what I've heard, Ken Hinkley and also Travis Boke say they've got some pretty good kids in the wings. So look, they're, they're near enough, but it, it can be funny. You can get so close and you can fall away. Like if you look at GWS. This year, like that's a pretty big fall. Like I know they got beaten pretty comprehensively in the grand final, but they've fallen away to like they missed the eight, and they missed the eight by a fair bit too. Let's be honest. Yep. So it can be who's um you can sorry. get you can get really close, and then you can you can touch it almost, but then you you actually that you're further away than what you think. Yep. Sure. Sure. 
Um, so here's another question without notice. I'm good at firing, firing these in today. Um, your best first-year player, and how, who's going to poll best in the Brownlow out of those? Have a little think on that one. Uh, uh, Jordan Ridley from Essendon will poll well, I think. Good player. Yep. I think... Um, On the first three games, Rowell will poll pretty well. Yeah, I think it's more than three games for Rowell, to be perfectly honest. I, I think he, he did well uh, for a lot of the season. And I think he'll, if he didn't doesn't poll threes, I think he might poll, he might shoot the Brownlow out early in, in a couple of two to two, even three, uh, three, three pointers. So, or three uh, yeah. vote getters in those first three games. So, I think he's going to be, I think he's five games before he gets injured. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure if it's five or four, but um, in yeah. the end, uh, look, I, I think he'll he'll definitely pull pull three three threes out of those. In my opinion, well, so I reckon he's going to end with nine votes. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, as a first year player, just didn't he set it set it a lot early? Um, everyone thought, "Geez, how good is this kid? He played so maturely." So I can't wait to have him back. And um, I know he stood on the boundary line. Um, for a lot of that, and, and learn a lot from from the and coaches, learn. and got really involved. So that was absolutely super to see, to be honest. And I think that's, I think that's a feather in the cap, and that shows what sort of bloke he is. And that's that's fantastic for them as a club to have someone yep. like that on board as a kid who's prepared to do that. That's that go to that sort of, um, I suppose, level of commitment. Yep. Um, let's finish off with uh, some big news from from. Chairman Dan, uh, that, that, he, that, he, that he released today, and and the big movers, so to speak. So, uh, a little surprise. We heard a, we heard a whisper it might be twenty k's, Glenn. Uh, that's been yeah. pushed to twenty five. So we we got a plus plus five there. So we'll take that. Um, I'm not certain where the twenty five circle forms, but I know Rude. if I uh, dra- drag a few mates from far, far out west or up the bush, and we meet halfway. Uh, I think we can drag that little line out a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. No time limit for exercise or socialising. Uh, I'm glad uh, that's that's back. Um, exercise obviously super important, and the limit to one one hour a day originally was was jail time, so to speak, and and yep. two hours wasn't much better. So I'm glad that's uh, off the table. Um, interesting, they say no time limit for socialising. So I'm not certain what that looks like at the moment because there's fair restrictions around socialising. Yeah. You know, groups of 10 people from two households um, to get, gather outdoors. So that's interesting. Uh, we saw plenty of those in the last couple of weeks out having a little little uh, family gathering or, or outdoor gathering. So I think that's nothing new that's been happening there. Uh, it's great that the old golf courses are back. Um, yes. I believe there's some restrictions around that in, in relation to clubs because they're trying to give everyone a go, so to speak. But yep. Uh, I think skate parks, honestly, they've been open since since uh, since a, a kiddie's playground's been open, mate. I think they smashed a few mm-hmm. doors open on the playground skate park, so they've been open. Yep. Uh, very interesting about tennis courts. Uh, Glenn, I know uh, you'll be wrapped to get out back out there on the tennis court, no doubt. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one, though, tennis, because uh, I don't know, mate, what's your read on, on tennis? And as far as I knew, two people need to touch the ball. So at both ends. So I'm not really sure how that's going to go. Um, obviously, they must think you can't spread the spread the love. Um, on the tennis ball, maybe. I don't know. Touching a tennis ball. So I'm not really sure. Or it might be a little bucket at the end. We've got to sit there and dip the balls into. Um, and then, Good like means. I remember doing that, doing that as a kid. You know, you throw the ball in the pool and then quickly sneak it out to the tennis court and give it a launch. Um, yep. And watch all the water just spray everywhere. And good luck trying to hit it back. So. Um, that was always a bit of fun. So good luck to the tennis players back out there. I'm not sure if there's an age limit. I've heard there's a couple of age limits on sports, believe it or not, with uh, swimming. No, so that's uh, that's interesting. So let's cover off a couple of others here. Hairdressers. Well, there's yep. going to be some happy people. Um, there's going to be some happy people. Um, fair to say, I'm not lining up in the you queue very very much. Pay, so yeah. I'll uh, I'll 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 keep the. I'll keep the money down in the family, mate. I'll just keep the, the buzz cuts going and I'm sure nice. Sightel's going to launch, launch into a couple of haircuts. So she'll be she'll be very excited about that. I'm going to get Sightel in my hair. Yeah, well, I think the uh, the clippers get put away now. That's for sure. Um, 
outdoor, what have we got? Outdoor real estate auctions to go ahead with up to 10 people. Oh, well, that just gets rid of the dummy bidders for now, I think, uh, sadly, yeah. out of the game. So um, that's going to be interesting, plus stuff. Good luck uh, selling your house at the moment. It's going to be a tough, tough market, I think, for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. Non-essential outdoor home maintenance allowed. Non-essential outdoor home maintenance. That's interesting. Um, fair to say. So, or what that is, but anyone? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's non-essential and it's home maintenance. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think we get a, we get a, uh, a pass card. Then we don't have to do any more maintenance, mate, because it's non-essential now. Um, like so, it. what about uh, Allied Healthcare? I mean, that, to be honest, resume face to face. It should have always been. Um, sadly, our Allied Healthcare workers have been the front line of a lot of this. Um, and I, I'd just like to, you know, pay tribute to to all those nurses and doctors and all that that have that have put themselves on the line and and put us out there and really, really trying to keep us safe uh, while it hasn't while it went pear shaped and hopefully we can keep that for a bit longer. So overall, mate, not a heap of changes um, as we knew. Um, let's uh, let's get through the next two weeks. Melbourne Cup was interesting. They they talked about possible. Some people turning up at the Melbourne Cup. I don't really think that's going to happen. I think he was just teasing us uh, for now. Look for the for the sake of missing it for a crowd for one year to get it all okay. Let's just put it in our pockets and all come back next year and have a big one next year. There, I yep. think. Yep. Yeah, I think um, the racing. That's another one. The racing industry and across all those um, the the different harness greyhounds and and um, the thoroughbreds. I think it's been incredible. Uh, what they've done and been able to keep so many jobs for so many people in that industry. Well, you and so I had for them too. I think they had one case pretty early on, probably May, June, and yep. they found a way. Yeah, they did. They definitely they got it done. Up. So I'm not sure um, how they pulled that off, to be honest, um, other than they played by the rules. So it was a great effort, really great effort for them. Um, I know it sounds like there's a couple of happy customers that you're your house too, that the races are still going. So it's good to see the kids are happy. Um, kids back at school, mate. Homeschooling's done. You'll be a happy man there. That's, that's good for – that's a good thing for all concerned, mate, because homeschooling's not my strength. Yeah, it's uh, – homeschooling's a bit of a tough one, that's for sure. That's for sure. But uh, homeschooling means more PlayStation as far as I'm concerned. No, um, of course it is. So um, it's been tough for the kids. So, look, hats off to uh, the grade six kids. That are moving on to secondary school next year and go and enjoy a uh, a couple of good friend good weeks with your with your friends and get back mate. out there and and most importantly uh, be able to say goodbye to them and move on to move on to schools as you do so that'll be great um, year twelve kids going to be tough for them no doubt but they've got a they got an interesting few weeks ahead um, and good luck to all of them as well so we'll, well have a chat it again all I can do is the best I can do it's it's as simple as that you can. Control what you can control. You can only do as best as you can do. And, and, Absolutely. and hopefully things are factored in to the year that this has been. So just take it take it for what it's worth. Don't don't sweat the small stuff, and so to speak. Yep. Just do what Absolutely. you can do. And uh, I've decided to put together a little special edition this week, uh, which is a bit of a scoop right. for uh, so what's been happening. Wednesday night, um, we're going to drag together some... Uh, mad tiger supporters to dial in or or click in and come up on the screen and we'll have a little chat to them of what richmond means to them and that i think we'll try and, we'll try and rustle up a couple of cat supporters too or i'm sure they all come out of the woodwork now they're in the grand final so good luck to them as well so um i've got a couple of interesting uh guests on to talk to talk through that on wednesday night so that'll be interesting so wednesday from seven we're going to do that so uh good. put that Put it in the diary, so to speak. Lock it in. Gives us something interesting yeah. to follow the week out, midweek. So uh, yeah. enjoy the next few days, mate. Yeah, I'll mate. See you on the walk. Um, we'll we'll, we'll it's walk all, it, sure. It's all uh, progressing well. The uh, the I'm not I'm not walking alone. That's for sure. Um, it's yeah. good to have a walk with you, Glenn, and it's been fun. Uh, and I'm up over uh, what are we up over 130 k's, I think now. We've uh, we've set the bar high, and we're we're pushing towards 200 now, with 100 being the yeah. original aim. So it's a super effort it's from our very good, uh, mate. So what's been happening, team? Absolutely. So, all right, Glenny, good to see you, mate. Beautiful. We'll speak soon. Good to chat again. See you, bud. Good viewers. Ta-da.